Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. of Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the witch, the scary, scary witchy creatrix behind Kick-Ass Witch, putting the K in magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and All That Good Shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadeveau.com or back on the description page for this episode, back on Blog Talk Radio, this episode, which is really not an episode, it's just a test. This is just a test. I did not do an episode as I usually do every Tuesday. I did not do an episode yesterday because I just did a big Facebook challenge, an occult challenge. And I have found whenever I do those, my inbox gets so busy <laughs> and I end up, end up um, booking a lot of coaching calls. So things are usually really busy the week after one of those challenges. So I just thought I'm going to take a little bit of time off because I know things slow down at the end of the summer. So I just randomly decided not to do a show. But Lori Cabot, Lori Cabot, Power of the Witch, the witch in every woman, Lori Cabot is coming on the show next week. And I am so excited and blog talk has kind of wrangled me into this new hi-fi studio which has actually been causing problems for me when i try to call in on my phone it hung up in the middle of my interview last week with jacob no so some of the very nice witches in the psycho spiritual wheel of the year group have agreed to do this little sound test with me. I can hear them right now. Some One of you I hear. <laughs> so I'm just gonna introduce you guys to them. And we will just, this is just for fun. We're just testing out this new system. But that is Robin. Or can you hear me, Robin? Yes, I can. Hello. Hello, and Dahlia. Hi. Dahlia and Yay. So Robin and Dahlia are in, there's like a private Facebook group. Dahlia's new. She won. She won the challenge. You were one of the winners. <laughs> How do you like it so far? I love it. It's a really, really cool community, and I felt so accepted like immediately. So I, I love everybody on there. I know they're the best. They're so nice. I feel like it's not my group anymore. I feel like <laughs> I started it, but now I'm like. Okay, let's go see what these people are up to because <laughs> I don't have as much time to hang out there as I used to. I used to spend a lot more time in there and whenever I go in, it's like all these conversations are going on <laughs> without me and I'm like, ah, hold on, let me catch up and see what everybody's doing. It's, it's sweet. It took a life it. of its own. <laughs> it did. Robin, you're, you're a big instigator over there. You're always posting something new. I know, I love it. What's your it's deal so cool, with though. the... Um, What's your deal with the Native American stuff? I feel like that would be an interesting thing to talk about. Um, I got into it, um, let's see, a year before my daughter, uh, uh, I was pregnant with my first daughter. Um, it was just a spur of the moment. I was, going in, uh, I was living in Baltimore, still at the time, where I'm from. 
and I was going to my favorite occult store there. The, um, the turning wheel, if you can imagine, was what it was called. <laughs> oh, that's so perfect. <laughs> and um, so I was going there, and I used to go to groups and everything like that. And one of the people said, we go, we're going to a sweat lodge this weekend. Do you want to come? It's camping. It's, you know, a bunch of, it's a whole big celebration. You know, we get along. You know, we do witchy stuff. We do Native American stuff. Come on. And I said, okay. <laughs> 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 so, me, I just uh, hopped in the van with uh, my witchy friends from there. And then one, um, it's in Staten, Virginia, which is two hours away from me. But they moved, so I have to find a new group to do my sweat lodge thing, and I haven't really found that yet. But uh, the fir my first sweat, I, I, there was no turning back. I got my uh, pipe from that uh, the man who was running the lodge. He blessed my daughters. Um, we had a whole naming ceremony for them when they were born. Um, it, it's just oh my gosh, so cool. your kids have your kids have the best names too. Do you mind sharing the name of your kids because? You you yeah, picked oh, the sure. best. They're so witchy. Um, you guys, you gave your kids like the witchiest, coolest names. Yeah, <laughs> my uh, my oldest daughter, who'll be five on Halloween, is named Raven Eleanor, and I named her after Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, <laughs> because of uh, Halloween. And then my four uh four year old is uh my three year -old, my three year old next month is named Rowan Annalyn. And she's my little redhead, and then my little man is Roland Allen, and he's named after his father. That is so cute. Somebody just joined us. Who did I just bring on the line? It's Rochelle. Oh, Rochelle! Hi, Rochelle! Hi! Can you hear me? We can yes. hear you. This oh is a very God. I think this is a successful sound check. I'll have to listen back to hear what we sound like, but I'm super excited. <laughs> Yay. Yay. This is the most people <laughs> I've had on the line here. Um, Dahlia, what is your story? Because you really came into my awareness when we were doing the occult challenge. That's when I really was like, whoa, who is this person? Because every <laughs> single day you had like these huge long posts and they oh. were so cool. And you have a really great um, avatar, like your picture, uh, your, oh, your profile pic. Yeah, so like tell us about yourself a little bit. Um, I am a really, really eclectic witch, like a pop culture witch, pretty much. <laughs> um, and I love tarot, and I just recently started trying to, like, be a tarot reader professionally. Mm -hmm. That's why the picture, that's why the picture is, like, me with two tarot cards. Oh, I see. Um, and, yeah, I don't know, I... <laughs> I just really, really love witchcraft. I like teaching it to people, and um, I've always kind of been interested in it. Like, I said on some of the posts, like, I was into, like, ghosts and stuff like that. I was, like, the authority on them when I was a kid, so. Yeah, yeah you, I, you, ha you have a lot of fun things to share. Do you have a good ghost story you can share with us since we're just sitting here shooting the shit for the fun of it? <laughs> <laughs> a ghost story. Oh, I do, actually. Um, I was in a hotel room um, one time with one of my friends, and I told her that it was haunted. Like, I could feel it, that there was, like, something there. And she was like, no, don't tell me that. Like, I'm afraid of ghosts. 
and I was like, I know that there's something here. So, like, before I went to sleep, I kind of, like, spoke aloud to it and said, if you're here, like, give me a sign. Like, move something in the room or, like, you know, something like that. And so I woke up, and my glasses, which, like, I take off right before I go to bed, were across the room. Like, (laughs) on the other side of the room. And I, like, asked my friend, did you move my glasses? And she was like, no. I was like, oh, okay, well... (laughs) It may have been a ghost that moved my glasses across the room. I'm sorry. That is <laughs> so <freaked>. fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cool, though. I was just like, I knew there was something in here. I started the occult challenge with ghost stories, but I didn't really understand what I was getting myself into. And at the <laughs> end of the day, at the end of the day, I went to go read um, just whatever I had missed, like what popped up mm-hmm. all through the day. And I had like goosebumps I was in, the, in bed, like under the covers, like, ooh, I don't know if I should be reading this right before I go to sleep at night. Yeah, there were so many. Some of them were just so cool and like interesting. Awesome. I love those stories. Robin, I put you on mute because I could hear some noise. So if you're trying to talk to us, that is why. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Rochelle, you, you're, you kind of, <laughs> Of like be like grown into the witchy group that we have going on over there at uh I always call it Peace Swatty for short <laughs> because <laughs> I named it the longest, craziest thing, the psycho spiritual wheel of the year. And I still feel kind of silly every time I say the whole thing. But um Rochelle, you've like made yes, a bunch of I am here. I-, I really came into it for the psycho spiritual part of it. And I think the witchy aspect of it was really just a bonus that I wasn't particularly looking for. But now that I'm open to it and exploring it, I'm loving it. And I'm really feeling like it's resonating with me. And I just, I don't connect to everything, obviously. You know, I pick and choose. I guess I'm an eclectic. I don't even really call myself a witch. That's how new I am to it. You know, and, and... I read stuff on it, and I was reading, um, oh, gosh, Deborah, I'm trying to remember, The Goddess is in the Details. Mm, Deborah Blake, I think. Deborah Blake, correct. And I actually do, I bought Deborah Blake's book, and I bought, um, oh, gosh, Lori Cabot's book. Um, The Witch and Every Woman. The Witch and Every Woman, and I started with Deborah Blake's just because it looked a little bit lighter. Yeah. In, in content, and I didn't really want to go heavy into it. But, you know, I was raised traditionally Jewish, so there's still something in me that, that is kind of not quite full two feet in, jumping into the witchy community. But a lot of it does resonate with me, and I think I try to combine the two of my spiritual paths together to make you know, it worked for me in, in the way that it does. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that, that really do remind me of Judaism. And those are the things that obviously sit better with me and, and don't really get my little hairs on the back of my head to stand up. You know, <laughs> in Judaism, there's a lot of honoring and respecting and, and blessing of the moon. Judaism, you know, the calendar is, is a lunar calendar as opposed to the solar calendar that 
the rest of us work with. So there is a lot of honoring and, and blessings and rituals that are related to the moon, and, and that's the stuff that really, really speaks to me. So I, I, I combine them. Uh, the last full moon, when we had that second moon in July, I did a ritual to the full moon. And I said a Jewish blessing, and I lit a candle, and I actually did this with one of the other members of the, the group, Kathy Chancel from Utah, and um, we both, we wrote intentions for the new moon on our, onto a small piece of paper, and we lit a candle, and we burnt the small piece of paper, and then I did a blessing, a Jewish blessing, actually, in traditional Hebrew to the moon, um, <gasps> because that just, and I just really felt really connected, and it was kind of like I was honoring both pieces of me. You know, the Jewish, very, very deeply rooted Jewish traditions and the witch in me. And that's, you know, as for now, I mean, I can't really say how it's going to play out in the future. But for now, that's what I feel comfortable with. And it, it speaks to me. Yeah. You know, um, I didn't know that. I had no, I have never heard that in my life that um, Jewish people work with the moon in that way? Like you just They totally really do. Okay, that just made this whole call worthwhile. Oh, like, you're giving me my day. <laughs> it's, that's so cool. Um, and Lori Kravitz is coming on the show next week, so maybe you can listen to that interview and uh, maybe I'll help ease you into that book. I love that book. I, that is one of my that, yes. It's one of my favorites. And I think, you know, I use the word witchy a lot because I think there's a difference between someone that calls themselves a witch and someone who just likes witchy things, you know, like I love the crystals. I love the tarot cards. I, you know, sometimes I do a full moon ritual, but I'm not a witch. And I, there's just a lot of people that listen to this show that are more new agey. So I just try to keep the language friendly for all. <laughs> So it's not really about being a witch. It's just we all enjoy, you know, certain things, not the exact same things. There's so much diversity, but I think that's what makes it really exciting and fun. Like I just learned Jewish people follow a lunar calendar. What? <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, that's why a lot of our um, holidays, our special holy days, um, you know, they're based on the lunar calendar. So we have a whole different calendar that they work with. There's obviously Jewish names for the month. The days don't even, don't, and the months don't necessarily line up with the solar calendar that primarily we work with. Yeah, so it's a whole separate calendar with different months, different dates, you know, based upon the moon cycles as opposed to the sun. That's so, so neat. You know, I just had, I did this, um, I talked about it already, but I did this middle pillar ritual over at the House of Intuition, and a lot of the language was Hebrew. Right. And I, when I, I was in honor chorus, when I was in the fifth grade and the sixth grade, and there was a bit of like a shakeup because our teacher, Miss Hunanian, was Jewish, but I think she was into like Kabbalah and the more mystical side of um, Judaism. And she, we had learned these three songs in Hebrew. We learned them phonet phonetically because, you know, we're like 
you know, little like uh, Christian kids <laughs> in Bakersfield, California going huck and huck and <laughs> like making all these sounds. We thought it was amazing. But, um, but then we went and performed at this Masonic temple and it was a bit of a controversy. It's like, this lady has courage. She's gonna take this, like all these, you know, um, mostly, you know, Mennonite brethren kids, Christian kids and like, teach them all these Hebrew songs and then have them perform live at a Masonic temple. But it was interesting when I was at this ritual and I was like, I know some of what they're saying because it was Aww. in some of the songs we were singing. So it all comes full circle. Totally, uh, totally. That's awesome. I know you've always encouraged me to uh, explore the Kabbalistic uh, end of things. Yeah, I think that would be a neat way to honor your family, your dad. Um, yeah but also to just explore mysticism and keep with the tradition that you were raised in. So true, absolutely. Yes, definitely on my list of to-dos. Dahlia, do you, were you raised in a Christian background or what's your background? Um, yeah, everyone in my family is like super Christian. So I was definitely raised in a Christian background. My mom is a little more new agey. Um, she, it kind of runs in our family to be like naturally witchy, I guess. Like she is literally psychic. So I was exposed to that at a really young age. Um, but the rest of my family is like fundamentalist Christian. And that was really hard. A lot of them don't know that I'm really like into witchy stuff at all. Yeah. Yeah. I, re I obviously relate to that. I talk <laughs> about it all the time. Do you yeah. have any fun about your your mom being a psychic or any like cool story i like your stories dahlia i'm trying to get you to tell one any any fun story about psychic anything that's why i asked about the ghosts anything from the challenge <laughs> that we talked about i'm trying to think i don't i mean she just kind of always knows what other people are thinking she always mm -hmm. has i mean she's been able to tell somebody on the phone like exactly what they were wearing because they didn't think that she like could and she was just like well I know exactly what you're wearing so I think she actually asked them did you get new like did you get a new shirt and they were like what and she's like well you're wearing a new shirt and they were extremely confused <laughs> but wow yeah. did you get any of that do you feel like you have any psychic abilities that were passed down to you um, I, I don't know if there's a, like an actual word for this, but I can look at a picture of something or somebody and I usually know things about them. Like the most mm. shocking one was I, like my mom used to do online dating. And so she would show me the pictures of the guys because I was really good at telling her like their personality or their character through the picture. Oh, and wild. One of the guys, yeah. One of the guys. I told her, like, literally his deepest, darkest secret, and she asked him about it, because she was like, I know this is crazy, but my daughter, like, looked at a picture of you, and she said that this happened, and he, he said that I was right, and it, like, <laughs> opened him up to being able to talk about it, because he hadn't talked about it with anybody, so that was really intense. <laughs> that is cool. So you and your mom can actually, you have some kind of dialogue around that, where, like, she knows yeah. that you're... Yeah, my mom, because she is naturally that way and, um, like, she always has been, she's the most accepting of me. I can tell her 
because she's kind of like new age Christian, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so she's like, she's more accepting of me. She's still learning because she did grow up in the Midwest, which um, is a totally different like culture. So sometimes it's really hard for her to accept like tarot cards, even though she has some, she has angel tarot cards. Because, mm. um, yeah, she uses like Dorian Virtue tarot cards. And those, like, kind of ease her into the concept of tarot. Yes. Um, I feel like Doreen, Doreen Virtue is, like, the rainbow bridge between. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, like, you know, it's like people start out very new agey. Then they get into the angel cards. And then all of a sudden they're, like, thinking about tarot. And it just keeps going. And, I mean, that's how it worked for me. Not through Doreen Virtue, but. I explored a lot of different religions, uh, Buddhism, Taoism, yoga, all Eastern philosophies were really interesting to me in the beginning. And then just anything new agey, because I live in LA. I mean, that's basically yeah. the official religion of Los Angeles is like, <laughs> how woo woo can you be? You should definitely walk around with like a bindi on your forehead and glitter and you know <laughs> definitely have a tattoo of like a seeing eye or your favorite goddess and like that is definitely the culture here so yeah so i i fit right in that respect it's just when i go back home that all of a sudden it's like oh yeah i'm the weirdo <laughs> <laughs> yeah I can relate. I can totally relate to that. <laughs> yeah. I I think, Rochelle, you're really interesting to me just watching this whole, like, because you're kind of at the beginning of being around with all of this witchy stuff, for lack yes. of a good term. I think that's a nice, friendly term. It doesn't freak people out too much. But I've just seen you make connections and stuff in our group, and you're also very supportive of everyone else, which is awesome. But I think the key for a lot of people is they don't they don't really want to practice the religion they grew up in, but it's nice to kind of build on that in some way or to incorporate it sometimes. Some people are like, never again, never ever say the word Jesus ever. <laughs> um, but then uh, then some of us come back around to it and we're like, Jesus, it's Jesus is cool. I just I just prefer more hippie Jesus, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I totally, you know, I, I obviously have a weird relationship with my with my religion. It was so, for me, it was just really tied into my dad, Dahlia and Robin. And for those of you who don't know, my dad passed away when I was 13. He was, you know, pretty much the central figure in my childhood and my family. And a lot of the rituals and, and spiritual Judaic practices that we did, revolved around the family and the family unit and my dad was sort of you know in in Judaism you know the male is primarily the head of the household and and you know he's honored with the you know the right to do the blessings for the family and so a lot of that got dropped when my dad passed away when I was so young so a lot of the religion for me is connected to my dad and memories that I really, really, really positive memories that I have of my dad. So, you know, to leave the religion altogether would almost be like letting go of my dad completely. And I, and I have made peace with his death, but it, it's a connection to my father. For so sure. I, I keep it alive in, in that, but I, I, I adapt it to my own needs, and I do it on my terms now. 
and if it means bringing in some witchiness to it, you know, then even more so. You know, I, I still believe in, in the one God, you know, the monotheist belief. I still believe in a God up there. Um, but like I said, I bring in other aspects of other, you know, religions and spirituality into it. I was raised without the Jesus figure, without, you know, the statues and all that. But I love the Mother Mary figure, and I really, it really resonates to me. There's a church in my neighborhood that has a stunning, beautiful statue of Mother Mary, and in the right lighting with the, the, um, the stained glass behind it, when it's lit, it, it's magical for me. Um, it, it just really speaks to me, because I didn't grow up with that. We didn't really do statues and symbols like that. It wasn't really... Um, allowed. It's, it's sort of like um, idolatry, idolatry, excuse me, in um, Judaism. So it's new to me, but I, it really speaks to me. And I, during the summer when I had off from um, work during one week, I came across um, a Catholic mass that was going on on the beach. And there was a priest in a robe, a barefoot priest in a robe carrying a life-size crucifix. And he was giving a sermon, and there was music with an organ, and it's not my religion. I don't really think of Jesus as my Savior, but this whole magical beachside mass, it made me cry. It was just so touching to, to connect with a higher divine spiritual being and seeing people really coming out to honor their God or, you know, Trinity, I just, it was so amazing to me. It was really like a very magical moment for me. And I, again, it's not my religion. It's not something yeah. that I, you know, was brought up on. But I, I can totally take pieces of other religions and see a connection to it. Yeah, I think there's some saying, I forget it is, two or three, where two or more people gather in my name, I will be there. And I think when people gather like that, when there's music involved especially, it, it doesn't really matter what the religion is. I did an episode here once called like the Church of Rock and Roll. <laughs> because I always like, I will up at rock concerts when everybody is like clapping at the same time or they start singing all of, I like I have goosebumps just trying to explain this. I. It like, to me, that is like church. It's like the most beautiful spiritual experience when everybody, you're standing in the dark together. Nobody's trying to kick anybody's butt. There's like all these like scary characters around, but they're all like looking up at the stage with this really happy, innocent look on their face and singing together and everybody's behaving. And there can be like 200 people standing there and they all sync up in this really magical way. And it I, that's always moved me. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. And, and let me just, I think I've mentioned this to you before, Joanna, that that whole um, interview you did with Jeremy Crow blew oh, yeah. my mind. Like, I am so grateful that you opened my, my eyes to a whole different aspect of this because I, I never would have believed that a Luciferian could just be so cool and so in alignment with what you speak about. Me neither. I love to <laughs> learn about other people and their ideas and then to find commonalities. And I was just, I knew I could find 
something we had in common because I, I'm pretty good at doing that with just about everyone. We're all human. We have to have something in common. But I was just shocked when I started listening to him years ago and I was like, whoa, I mean, we have a lot in common. <laughs> this is wild. Um, and it was really fun talking to Jacob No last week here on Hippie Witch. I was bummed that we got cut off. And we're actually at a time right now. We're running out of time. So I just want to thank you three for popping in here and helping me do this sound check. So it sounds awesome. Hopefully. Yay. I know I'm so happy to get to interview Lori Cabot because she's a legend. She's a legend. I'm like making it my new mission. I'm not going to do any more interviews until October because I'm doing a tarot theme. But I'm like, dang, I need to interview these really amazing people. When Margot Adler died earlier this year, I was like, man, I mean, wouldn't it have been awesome if I had interviewed someone with a prominent YouTube channel or something, you know, if we could have talked to her and um, she wrote Drawing Down the Moon for people who don't know, but I'm now I'm just on a mission, like I must talk to all the kick-ass witches <laughs> and document <laughs> this moment in time. And um, so I'm really excited that Lori's coming on next week. That is so awesome. I am so excited for that. I have started watching some of her YouTube videos and I'm going to definitely, dive right into her book. There's no way. Yay. Ah. Yay. I'm going to unmute you, Robin. I'm going to try to unmute you, Robin. <laughs> I don't know if I can. But um, can you hear me? <laughs> I hear you, all three of you. Thank you so much for doing this. It was very helpful. Oh, You're thank welcome. You. You're welcome. It was so much fun. Yay. <laughs> Have an Yay. awesome day, you guys. Yay. Okay, <laughs> okay bye, much guys. Love. Much love. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.